Welcome to the Juniper and Journey podcast with Keziah Ritter and Lindsay Heslop. We're so thrilled that you're here. This is a podcast dedicated to celebrating the strength and stories of women, good, bad, ugly, and beautiful in their own words. We believe in the power of real conversations, honest confessions, and playful nostalgia. You'll get to hear all kinds of perspectives from all kinds of women about all kinds of things. We'll talk about life and motherhood and loss and faith. We'll reminisce about the good old days, first loves, and old flames. This is going to be fun. Things might get a little rowdy, but we can guarantee that it will be meaningful, and we hope each woman's story inspires you towards empathy, compassion, and healing. Okay, let's get started. Today, we are hanging out with our girl, Jamie. Yes. <laughs> Yay. Welcome, Jamie. Thanks. Guys. Cheers. We're <laughs> Cheers. glad you're here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so both Lindsay and I have the have the honor to sit in your chair. The throne. The, the throne. throne. <laughs> it feels like that. <laughs> Jamie, Jamie does our hair. Yeah. And you are a wizard. I was thinking about the other day, I was like, man... You you put up me with me when I was like I want to do teal oh, ends. <laughs> yeah, like, back in the basement days. I know like, oh, you man. were in the basement, yeah. and I was like I want teal on the bottom. Yeah, she was like okay. I had a quarter life crisis and like cut all my hair off. I remember, remember? <laughs> I was like I want I want the long bob, and it was really fun for a second, and then yeah, I it was had probably to, longer than it is now. Yeah, it was so long, right. and I was like I'm 25, and I want to <laughs> do something crazy. <laughs> Ah, so crazy. I know, and she was like, "We can do that." And I was like, "You've been, you've been there through a lot." Yeah, yeah. it <laughs> is. It's like stuff. therapy. Yeah, yeah. When, I've done that before. Like when I Venmo you, I'll just be like for therapy because <laughs> sitting in your chair feels like that. That's yes. like part of what I love about my job. That was like it is like equal parts like you know, yeah. art and hair and I love it. People and yeah, it's fun. Yeah, we're lucky. <laughs> yeah, she takes um, good care of us. And I have this hilarious memory with you where, so we were at a bachelorette party together downtown, the whole bit. We had hats and everything. Like <laughs> yes. it was themed. I believe it was a sailor. Yeah. 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 Let's get ship face. I think was the theme or something. It was good. I would never. <laughs> and we had a great time. It was hilarious. Gosh, now I'm thinking of other moments of that night, even Gosh, so I'd funny. like to preface this by saying my daughter was little and it was my first night, literally my first night ever being away from her. The ever. first night ever. First night ever. Yeah. I was like, if I'm going to do it, you did it. Because you did it. Mama <laughs> needs a night out. Yeah. So we had a great time. And then it was towards the end of the night. I uh, I was kind of on gather duty like let's get everyone in the uber yeah Yeah, let's get everyone in the uber let's get back to the hotel get some water get some snacks and i get you know we had a small handful in this one uber and i'm we've i've got them in there we're in the seats i'm like okay i'm in the uber already jamie you were taking attendance yeah i check we got her check yes and then jamie i'm like okay girl she was the last one to get in the car to get back to the hotel. And she just looked at me and was like, this is my one night. I deserve it. <laughs> and just slammed the door oh, shut. Yes. And I was 
basically like I did deserve it (laughs) yes you did yes you did which is very much why I was like okay Okay, girl (laughs) well (laughs) yeah good luck I'll call you in a bit I guess and told the uber to and we just left you there (laughs) on the side of the street (laughs) downtown Denver I was gonna get it in yeah Yeah, you were like this is my one night it's going to be an all-nighter yeah so funny but then, yes, soon after that, someone circled back around for you. <laughs> I wasn't there all night. I, I, wasn't, I didn't yeah, really I didn't leave sleep you. there. I did make it back. <laughs> oh, man. But I feel so like that's good. not even like that was that time in my life when I'm like, I need to like party when I can. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about you and a brief intro other than the epic Lovely one, one I just gave. So, yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> That sums me up well. Really. <laughs> um, I'm 30. I am a single mama to a 10-year-old named Ella. Um, I'm a hairstylist. I just celebrated 12 years behind the chair, which is fun. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, we are so glad that you're here. And we want to talk a little bit about, yeah, you and your daughter and your story with being a single mom. And what was that like? Bring us back to that time in your life and just what was going on and then kind of finding out that you were pregnant. Tell us yeah. about that. Um, so I grew up in like a super um, kind of conservative Christian home. Um. I really just didn't break a lot of rules or push a lot of boundaries until I turned like 16. And then I think it was like this whole new world of, um, you know, experimenting with alcohol and with men and just figuring out who I am and exploring this whole new world that I had never been exposed to or really even like talked a whole lot about. Um, or if I was, I mean, if I did talk about it, it was, here's what you don't do. Hmm. And that was kind of just the expectation growing up in the church. And um, I just didn't really question it a lot until like, from the ages of like 16 to 19. And then I just wanted to learn all about it <laughs> for myself. Right. Um, so yeah, probably 18, um, 18 ish is when I really started, um, you know, kind of hanging out with a, a party crowd. So I, um, yeah, met Ella's dad, um, kind of through that, that crowd. And, um, had been hanging out for a little while when, uh, Oh, I just kind of had a hunch that, um, I was pregnant and I remember going to Safeway one morning by myself and buying the test and like thinking I'm not even going to like had to pee. Right. So I'm like, I'm not even gonna make it all the way home. I go into the Safeway bathroom and take a test in the Safeway bathroom by myself and I'm like, wow, this is, hap- I mean, like totally surreal. Like you can see something like that and be like, I don't know, just dismiss it as like 
not real life. Right. Um, and I remember going over to his house after. We weren't really like together together then. Um, and telling him, actually, I didn't even tell him. I remember like sitting there and just bawling. And he came and sat down and like, it was like he knew and really, yeah. Um, and it took, it was a really brief conversation of like, what are we going to do? <laughs> um, and it, it didn't take long for like us to know like, okay, these are our options and what's even on the table. And like, I knew there was only kind of one option for me. Um, I'd always wanted to be a mom my whole life. So I knew, um, like the possibility of ever like giving a ba- this baby away. Like I knew I couldn't do it because that was just always like a desire of my heart was to be a mom. And was this the timeline I wanted? Heck no. <laughs> um, but I knew, and he was on the same page, like that we were going to do it and we were going to, going to have a baby. And, um, yeah, those, those early days were super hard. Um, and I'm so close with my parents. I was, I am now then was a little harder because I was like pushing all of these boundaries. Um, so that put some distance between us for sure. Mm -hmm. So then to kind of have to like go to them and tell my parents who like love me so much and tell them like, I know you had this idea of what my life is going to look like, but here's a wrench and it's, that's not at all how it's going to look, you know? Um, and this is a result of a lot of the like stupid choices I had been making. Hmm. Um, so that was, it was rough. It was a rough time. Um, you know, they knew enough to know like whoever this guy is. I mean, they had never even met him, so they didn't even know who this guy was. And here I am telling them, Oh yeah, I'm like having his baby. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was hard. I, and again, they are so great and they were so, um, they just love me so much. And now being a mom and a parent, I can understand how heartbreaking that would be. Um, I mean, for both of them, but like my dad, especially, and I have three brothers, like I'm the only girl that I'm going to lose. <laughs> but like my dad's a wonderful man. And I, to think about how defeated he must have felt when I told him, like, that breaks my heart to think about, you know? And it was, it was hard for me, but just now in hindsight to look back and think, oh man, I was so self-absorbed that I couldn't even think about how hard that must have been for both my parents. How long between when you found out was it before you told your parents? Literally the same day. Oh, you did? Yeah. I, even if like there was definitely some like space between us at the time, like I, I knew I could go to them. I knew I had to tell them, like I couldn't keep this big of a secret. 
Um, so yeah, it was the same day. And I think I also felt like because I didn't really have like a great support system anywhere else, it was like, I, I needed them, you know, I was living at their home, like in their home still. Like I, I needed them to kind of know what I was going through. So what was that moment like? What did they, how did they react? I, um, I remember spending the day with Ella's dad, um, and we went and saw a movie and I think we went out to eat and then I came back that night, um, and told my mom and I kind of said, like, I have something I need to talk to you about. And she kind of stopped what she was doing, like turned and looked at me and was like, are you pregnant? Like she, I didn't even oh, have really? to say words. Yeah. So she, she knew I was, I think that was in some ways her worst fear for her mm. child, you know? Um, and my dad wasn't home. I think he came home a few minutes later and walked into my mom and I sitting there and just had like this, like, like he saw us and like just had a look on his face. Like, like he knew, like, I'm sure they had sat in bed and had those conversations hmm. when I wasn't coming home at night. And, um, and I remember my dad didn't say one word and grabbed the keys and left. And like, he was gone for hours like, and I, I don't even know what, where he went or what he was doing, but I'm sure he was just crushed. So that was hard. It was hard to, you know, especially like when he was gone, I remember just like beating myself up. Like, what did I do? What did I do? What did I do? Did you and Ella's dad, did you guys try to, cause you weren't technically in this relationship did you try and do that or were you like let's give us a try to and parenting or how did that kind of yeah evolve um, i think we both were feeling like we're here like we might as well give this thing a try and we had been friends before that so i think it you know i mean at least we sort of had like that as a baseline um but when a woman gets pregnant, her whole life changes that instant. Um, and his didn't. Um, and because we weren't together, I mean, he kind of had loose ends from other things that weren't tied up. And um, yeah, it was super hard. It was really hard. And I think because... Uh, I didn't quite feel like he was 100% there. Um, and I, my parents weren't 100% there that I didn't really feel like I had anybody totally backing me up. Um, and, you know, I think my parents had this um, distrust for him, which was completely legitimate. Because he had, I mean, over the course of those nine months and beyond that, he had hurt me 
over and over and over and made choices that, um, you know, is not what any parent wants to see their daughter go through. And I think my parents could always see the bigger picture and I couldn't, I could only see what I thought in my head was, um, me giving it my best shot. So I think in my head, I was like, I'm going to fight for this and hold on to this in hopes that we can work it out and we can, you know, raise this baby together and have a family. And, but then I think my parents also saw how much he hurt me and how hard that time was. And a lot of times picking his side when in hindsight, like, oh, just hurts to think about like the pregnancy. Those, those months were super hard. Um, my, like they, I couldn't even have them be in the same room. Like, yeah, it was rough. Meanwhile, you're growing a human. <laughs> yeah. 19. Like, right. Right. Child, you know? And yeah, trying to like, yeah, growing. That's no joke. Yeah. It's no joke. Right. Growing a human inside of you. And, and then having, cause so people ask me still like, how was your pregnancy? I'm like, like physically great. I was 19 years old, like prime time, you know, (laughs) (laughs) everything was fine physically, but emotionally it was a battle all day, every day. So in these months that you're pregnant and all of this, you're trying to juggle all of this. Were you even able to have moments that reflected back to that point, finding out where you were like, but I do want to be a mom. Yeah. Were you able to have moments in all of this complicated part where you just got to be excited? Not very many. Um, Because you had to hold all that. For everyone else. And you couldn't even just sit with like. Just Jamie. And be like I'm going to get to be a mom. I'm sure there were some. I think it was always. Even you know during. Baby showers. And. Um. It was always kind of sprinkled with guilt, Um, maybe even embarrassment. And so I don't ever think I fully, I say all the time, like, you know, when I talk about wanting more kids, how how good that sounds to be able to experience... um, Finding out I'm pregnant, being pregnant, having a baby, and having it be a really joyful, exciting thing. Like, I I, I mourn that. I think that's it. I think that's, like, what um, hurts so bad from those that time is that there, there wasn't a lot of joy. Uh, 
and I'm not totally over that yet, I guess. <laughs> um, things are so different now that it's, it's hard to uh, put myself back in that time <sighs> because my life is, it really is so full of joy now. And Ella is magic. And I can't imagine how I got from that place to here. And I think too, I didn't, um, you know, being 19, I, my friends were my age. Nobody was having babies. So I really didn't have a ton of support from friends. Not because I didn't have great friends, but because they were just in different phases of their life. And who would, who would know how to be there for somebody that's, I don't know, going through everything that I was going through. Well, and what do I even need? Right. I wanted to go out and be like everybody else, but that all of a sudden wasn't my reality. Yeah, I wouldn't have even known what to tell someone that I needed. So walk us through a little bit, like leading up to really like delivery, labor and delivery, like you, you've, you're going through all of this. And then at some point it comes down to the biology of like, (laughs) she's going to be here. You're going to have an actual baby. Yeah. Yeah. And anticipating that and, you know, kind of what that was like actually having her. I think whether you're 19 or 40, it's scary. Um, And, you know, I didn't know what to expect. And again, I mean, all throughout this time, I was, my biggest stress was trying to balance everybody's um, emotions and feelings. Um, I remember a big thing that, uh, I felt caught in the middle of all the time is Ella's dad wanting her to have his last name and my parents wanting her to have my last name, our last name. And they were so, they were both so passionate about whose last name she should have. And I just remember that. I remember being in the hospital and like being like, I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, I don't know whose last name I'm going to give her. And then I think also there was a lot of just stress about who's going to be there. Who's going to do this with me? And, you know, I'm because I'm just a kid, like I want my mom. (laughs) And then also feeling like, but this is Ella's dad. And how do I navigate who deserves that more, you know, because again, I couldn't have them in the same place at the same time. Yeah. I ended up having to have a C-section and that was, you know, I mean, it's a major surgery. Um, and so I was super scared. I think there was a lot of just miscommunication with my parents. Um, And me not wanting anybody to feel uncomfortable 
Like if you, if you don't want to be here and you don't want to feel uncomfortable, like I don't want you to be uncomfortable. I want you here, but I don't, if that's going to make you uncomfortable, I understand, you know, but her dad was there through everything. And, um, I think my mom interpreted it as you can be here or not. And that's not at all like how I felt. But I think that's how she, they took it. Um, So yeah, they, my parents came the next day after she was born. Um, I absolutely had this magical moment when she was born. And I remember like just seeing her in the operating room and like somebody holding her up and like, Thinking, oh my gosh, she has huge feet. (laughs) She was so teeny. She was like five pounds, 11 ounces. She was like a peanut. But so there was definitely like some happy moments. And I, I know it's, you know, not true for everybody. I felt like this instant bond that's, Unlike anything else I've ever, you know, experienced, obviously. It, uh, made myself just, I mean, I just remember for so many months feeling, making myself crazy of all of the things that could happen to her. And like not sleeping and just thinking through all these things of what how she could get hurt or how she could. And ironically, I still do that, but yeah, there was definitely some, some really cool moments and um, cool to think about uh, all the people that showed up at the hospital. Like a lot of people that are still in my life and still show up um, all these years later. Um, but it was a funny, it was a funny mix because it, it never just felt, it just, it never felt like how it was supposed to feel when you're bringing a human into the world. And, but it's hard because then I also held, held her and just felt so much love and like everything was worth it and everything was going to be okay. And I was going to get it right and I was going to do right by her. What was it like leaving the hospital and and being home with this little newborn? So I was home with, you know, I mean, I was living with my parents. So um, I remember it being tense for a little while. And then um, it can, it can only be tense for so long before you're like ooing and eyeing over all the freaking cute stuff that babies do and come look at this or come watch this face or see this funny thing that she does. And it's like that just healed a lot of the the wounds. Yeah. I, I remember coming home. I think it was the first day I was home and my mom, you know, I'm sure she was hurting uh, but made dinner 
and made a healthy dinner and fed me because I was, you know, taking care of this baby who's 100% a full-time job. And she did that a lot, you know, I mean, just cooked meals and sat with me and uh, sat with her at the time. It wasn't really working much. So I think just over time, we just built back what had been broken for a little while. I like to make it seem like I'm this independent woman. And I am in a lot of ways, but also I um, had so much help from my parents. And I couldn't, I couldn't have done the things that I've done, come back from the places that I've been without them. In those days, what was it like with her dad? Or was that kind of unpredictable? It was, it was, um, it was unpredictable. I think, you know, like I said before, my life changed completely and his life changed when it was convenient. And I think I was looking to get something out of him that wasn't, he didn't have to give, you know? So I was disappointed a lot and frustrated a lot and hurt a lot. Um, I think at some point my mindset shifted to, okay, maybe he can be the dad that I think that Ella deserves. Or, uh, I mean, even before that, the, the man that I think I deserve. Um, I think at some point I had to let go of those things and go, okay, I might need to find those things in somebody else because I do. Th- I mean, I think that there is somebody capable of being all of the things that I deserve and that she deserves in a dad. And I mean, worth noting that I have three brothers who are awesome and a dad who's awesome and a whole, uh, you know, just support system that I feel like we've, we've pieced it together pretty good and filled in those holes pretty well, uh, to raise a kid. That's pretty awesome. Um, but I, I also know that there's no replacement. Yeah, I can't, I can't do it all. I can never be the role of a dad because if I would, if I could, I would. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, there's definitely been some days that I've been pretty angry. There's a lot of days I'm pretty angry. Um, just that, you know, I've certainly let go of like him being the man that I need for myself. Um, he loves Ella. I truly think it's that he doesn't know what being there for her looks like. Have you ever had a moment in all these years where you actually had to sit down and be like, would no relationship with him be better for her? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, More than once. 
I think especially when she was younger and little and safety was a concern. Um, but then also as she's gotten older, it's like, she's very impressionable now. And, uh, I don't want her to get hurt. What has it been like as a mom to, to navigate that piece of, I want to protect my daughter, but I also want her to have a relationship with her dad and you having your own feelings about him and your relationship with him. Like how have you towed that line? Yeah. It's a battle all the time. It's a battle all the time. Um, I will say like, it's, you know, as much as I have a lot of hurt from years from all like many years, (laughs) I do. Um, But that I also, that's also my daughter's dad. And um, I do care about him and want what's best for him. And I want their relationship to be the best it can be. And there's been many times over many years that I've been the one to kind of facilitate that and pick him up or drive her places or... you know, pick him up for the first day of school so he can be there when she's at, like, I actually feel like I have a pretty good grip on not hindering that at all. Even when I've been really, really hurt because I, and I've had this conversation time and time again with people that say, you know, it's like, I don't want to be the one that Ella says, you kept me from him or um, you were saying mean things about him or that sort of thing. I truly feel confident that that's not the memory that Ella's going to have. If she has a bad memory of her relationship with him, it will not be because I made it that way. Has Ella started asking you questions at all about like have you guys had conversations where she's been like so my relationship with my dad doesn't look like my friends or something like that where she's kind of gone like huh yeah um I don't think that she she questions a lot about like how we got here She's never seen us live together. She's never seen us like spend a whole lot of time together other than here and there and sporadically. It's not like she saw us as a couple ever, or at least not since she was really teeny tiny. So she's definitely noticed. um, She's noticed things like we don't have the same last name. Um, and that's been something that she's kind of expressed that bothers her. Hmm. So she has his last name. Yeah. Which I think that was like the path of least resistance at the time. And now I'm like, 
she's she's the only one in my like immediate family. You know, I have three brothers, so all their wives and all their kids, all are Hammonds. And she's, I think that's hurt her, you know, mm-hmm. that she has a different last name. So those are the things that are starting to kind of come out as she just figures things out a little bit more. Have you dated throughout the years? What has that been like? I have. I think um, I just being a single mom, my time that I have alone or free time without her is like precious. (laughs) Um, It is, you know, it's sort of a different ballgame when you're dating for yourself than it is when you're dating for somebody that's going to be a father figure in your child's life. Um, So I'm kind of not, not really messing around anymore. Meaning I'm just not going to like waste time and waste my precious free time on anything that doesn't have that potential, which is good. Yeah. Sitting here now, And this, the woman you are today and the mom you are today, that 19-year-old girl, do you think she had any dream that it could look like it does now? It's funny. I think being 30, like I had this shift in my mentality when I turned 30, um, just expectations for myself, I guess. But, uh, I mean, when I look back at reliving the days of her, her coming into the world and just those, those young years, I have so much more peace now and I've worked so hard to create a really good life for her and a good life for me. And, and I've worked hard to like make sure like the most important thing to me is to raise a good person. And I think that that can be done as a single mom. And I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that she's a great person. And I'm proud of her and I'm proud of myself for getting to where we are and there's been a lot of changes over the years and we've been through a lot together. What has helped you continue to move forward? Like, uh, you know, it's been a journey, but when you look at, you know, just what it has taken to arrive in this place, like what is something that you kind of look at and go, this I think really allowed me to move forward, to continue, to, you know, continue building this life that I can now say I'm so proud of. I think I'm always holding on hope to the future and to what can come and to what I want to set myself up for. Um, To be ready for, and also just to like create like, a life that we love and that's fun and that's happy. And what part of motherhood 
like in this new phase of kind of Ella entering like adolescence, what, what part of motherhood are you looking forward to? Uh, good question. A lot. I think, um, I know they say that your kids aren't supposed to be your friends, <laughs> but she's totally my friend. And I think the older that she gets, the more, the more my, her, you know, she'll be my friend. Um, she's, she's like cool. She's so much cooler than I am. And, uh, yeah, I think like, I hope that she always tells me everything. Um, even stuff that I like sort of wish I didn't know. I'm like, I want to have that like super open relationship with her where she does talk about boys or her, I don't know inner thoughts, you know? Um, I don't know. I think we have a lot to look forward to. I mean, even I picture her, you know, I mean, there's things that I look forward to, like picturing her telling her that mom is engaged or getting married or that, you know, um, she's going to be a big sister those are going to be like such fun things. I mean, for me and for her, um, that it get, that gets me excited to think about. What would you say to somebody, to another single mom that's like in the trenches? Oh man, my best friend and I always say to each other, "You're doing great, sweetie." <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. I think it's just like a day by day. You take every day as it comes and you do your best and leave the rest. Also to ask for help. That's so hard for me actually to ask for help. Um, but I, I don't think it's doable without people in your corner. I mean, I, I, like I said, I couldn't do it without, my family, I couldn't do it out without my best friend. And I think people are more willing to help than sometimes we tell ourselves. What is the thing that gets you out of bed? I don't know if I've told you guys. We, I have like a, a zoo. <laughs> I mean, not literally, but, but almost. <laughs> Close. <laughs> so um, my dog's ghost and he always jumps in my bed in the morning. And then um, when we were, I was home over, uh, you know, when salons were shut down and I couldn't work, I adopted a kitty. And his name is Toast. Toast Malone. <laughs> it's amazing. He's the best. <laughs> best. He thinks he's a dog. Um, and then my roommate just adopted a little French bulldog. Plus Ella. Plus my roommate and I. It's full house, but it's, <laughs> it's so fun. We always just like sit around and are like, does everybody obsess over their animals like we do? Like we just, yeah. You know, like, yep. Oh yes, we, we know about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fun though. So the whole crew gets me up in the morning, literally. <laughs> and what keeps you up at night? I just always hope I'm doing it right. You know, just life in general, motherhood, friendship family i wanting to do things well and love her well and love my family well and my people yeah 
Well, thank you so much for coming and just being vulnerable with us um, through this beautiful, yeah. wild story of yours. Yeah. And we love you. Cheers. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Juniper and Journey podcast. If you heard something that resonated with you or that you have questions about, we would love to hear from you. Follow us on Instagram at Juniper and Journey and slide into our DMs. It would be our treat and total privilege to chat with you. We all have a story. If you're interested in sharing yours here on the podcast, please reach out. Bye for now. Cheers. Cheers.